0: Calling Mama Bears from all over the world to come together to share in the raw and uncut experiences that motherhood has afforded us. Whether you are a new mom, mama multiples, young mom, single mom, the list goes on. This is a safe space to connect with other mothers who bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, and endure all things because we are Mama Bears. health recovery are often taboo topics for mothers. Let's dive into what postpartum is, what it looks like, feels like, how to maintain your mental health after giving birth, and why these are healthy conversations to have. Joining me for this chat is certified holistic birth doula and childbirth educator, Mrs. Stormy Harmon. Thank you for joining me this for this very necessary conversation.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, so you are literally up close and personal in the face of postpartum and mental health. Could you share a little bit of your personal experience with postpartum depression, mental health, how you combat um, that situation, and how it has influenced your career path?
1: Okay, so you may have to repeat all those. Sure. Pieces. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. <laughs> kind of get off on a tangent but i'll do my best to answer your question and stay the course so um i have three daughters there is a four-year age difference between them so we have eight four and six months and um i'd like to say any mother of multiples if they sit back and think about it each child kind of represents a pivot in your life Mm. you know um My oldest is the reason why I became a doula. Um, And then by the time I had my middle child, I was a doula myself, hired one. That really enhanced my experience. And then this last baby, it was just phenomenal how well I prepared for postpartum. So just initially um, with my oldest, I didn't know, you know, the, the most I prepared for was cute outfits. Right. You know, right, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, you know, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, when she gets here, you know, she can call me auntie and I, I got y'all and we're going to mm-hmm. do this, that, other. No, yeah. it was just me, my husband and my mother. And it she was there to the best of her ability. I didn't have any breastfeeding support. I ended up stopping um, the breastfeeding. At four months mm-hmm. when I returned back to work, nobody told me I needed to drink a lot of water. <laughs> and, right. you know, and on top of that, I didn't research anything.
0: I'm right.
1: thinking it's just supposed to flow natural. And I'm just remembering what those supposed, I call them supposed, lactation consultants at the hospital, you know, were saying, which was actually horrible advice. Um, I, I didn't know. I right. didn't know. Right. But, I also didn't even realize I had a touch of postpartum depression, too. Um, I It was to the point where I was spending a lot of time away from home, right. even though I would have um, my child with me. It was being in those four walls alone while my husband was at work all day. Yeah. It was... I could have pulled my hair out. Yeah. So I ended up spending a lot of time with my sisters. I traveled a lot. My oldest has been on the road since she was two months old mm-hmm. because we were always gone. I, I would cry driving back down the highway to come home. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't realize that's what it was, right, you know. Right. Yeah, until I can attest back. to
0: that, too, because I think the first time that I ever... That I ever heard of postpartum depression is exactly what you said. You were saying. I was living it out. I was already in it and yes. had no idea that that's what it was because no one had had a conversation and prepared me for that. So, yeah, right. I, I, I completely understand where you are right. with that one. Yeah, um, and if you
1: think about it, we also naturally um, expect the people before us to help us. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, flipping the same side of that coin, the, the idea of a village is so broken. Mm. Um, some families, some parents say you made your bed not lying it. You'll be, I, right. I got through it, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. that's, that's not supporting. And some mothers didn't breastfeed or they don't even remember their breastfeeding experience or they think it's disgusting because now it's sexualized, yeah. um, it's a lot and if you don't have the proper support that can really really play into whether you develop postpartum depression or not Um, and naturally the way it's supposed to go is you're supposed to lean on your village and the women that came before you to care for you in immediate postpartum at least those first 40 days Mm -hmm. in all cultures they focus on those first 40 days or 41 or 42 days right
0: yeah
1: Um, if you do the math, that's six weeks.
0: Right,
1: <laughs> six weeks, six weeks. That's what we hear here, right? Six weeks, yeah. six weeks, six weeks, and it's just like we have six weeks to get back to work. We don't think about that. That's time we need to bond mm-hmm. and um, heal ourselves, and we're still not fully healed, you know, yeah. in six weeks. But it's just it's so broken,
0: yeah, here
1: yeah. and in our community as well because it that was. That was the programming. Right. Let's just be real, you, well, yeah. raw and cut, as you say. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. it, that it was programmed to break us apart. We have no idea what a sense of a village is anymore. Me and you may have grown up in a fragment of one, but it was by extremely traumatized people that came before us that was doing the best they mm-hmm. could with what they had.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so.
1: Now we take that, and we're trying to either change the narrative, Mm. or we're operating in it, and we just don't know any better until we look back, you know, and that's just how it is in our community. We were programmed this way, and, you know, they are patting themselves on the back, the powers that be, just for lack of better words at this point, you know, they don't want us to have a sense of togetherness. they don't want us to know how to want us to know how to heal ourselves and understand that there is time to rest and restore in postpartum. Mm -hmm. We are so lost and broken and disconnected from postpartum period that Mm -hmm. people in our community and tell me if you've experienced this or not people think when you say postpartum that you're immediately talking about postpartum depression people don't even realize in our community that postpartum literally means after baby.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They'd be like, oh, you got that postpartum. Yeah. Well, um... Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: I did uh, just give birth.
1: <laughs> I, I, If if you're saying, I got a baby, yes, this is after baby. Right. You know, but they literally think that that's what it is. They don't even realize that postpartum just means the time after you have a child. Yeah. Any woman that has had a child is in postpartum yeah. forever.
0: Right. And I think that that... And I, I hate to use the word ignorance, but that, you know, that's it, it, it is, is what it is. And I think that that that, um, that little piece of ignorance there is what causes such a disconnect for the conversation and, and creates this, what seems to be a taboo topic, and especially um, kind of referring to what you're saying, especially in our community, um, yeah. because I feel like for me, it was very early on. With postpartum depression, um, because like you said, postpartum is a period of after having a baby. But it was extremely early on, and all of the different contributing factors that went into it for me, um, such as just just putting it out there, I was newly married, and by newly married, I mean we got married a week before our son was born. So we Stop got married. Me. I'm gonna <laughs>
1: cut you off. You wanna know why? Because with my oldest. Me and my husband got married, and a month later, she
0: was here. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yep. we got married July 7th. It. We had a private ceremony. We were like, we're going to do it right. And again, yep, I feel it. like some of that, of course, all of that, I, I absolutely know was 100% love, but it was also young love and thinking this is what we have to do to do it right or to make this right or, you know, just feeding into that whole um that whole feeling, or pressure, I could say, but that's a whole different conversation for another oh, day. Yeah. Um, back for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so newly married, trying to establish a career, dealing with a very challenging, uh, family b- blending situation, um, living with a man for the first time ever. To now, a whole new mom. Like it was a lot. It was a lot, and I remember, um when they placed my son on my chest, I didn't feel sad, angry, happy. I felt completely numb. That mm-hmm. whole period of skin to skin, I remember looking up at the nurse and I was like, Okay, can somebody else hold him now? And mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was that was an emotion that I knew I felt that, but I didn't even feel safe enough to say that. I didn't even know if that was safe enough for me to even share with myself. So right. it's like this idea of um you share like just the cute outfits and the the godparents and the the aunts the uncle yeah all of that is is awesome but can somebody talk to me about what I'm feeling and 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 help me to know that this is okay this is normal this is safe like um I remember getting that um it's a postnatal uh survey of some sort like a scale um like when you go to your six to eight weeks checkup. Oh yeah. And no, they're like, are you sad or have you been, you know, feeling less motivated than normal? And I remember feeling so intimidated by that questionnaire because I'm like, if I'm a little bit honest, somebody's going to come looking for me and take my child. Yes. But it's, you know, it's like in that moment, like you said, where is the village? And even in village, I'm referring also to the medical practitioners and educators who at what point is the role to educate and to make this a safe space for saying that this is what it is, but let's talk through it. Let's work through it. Um. So what kind of would you speak to in that sense? And what has been your experience, I guess, with that kind of referring back to it? What has been your experience with that in your career path?
1: As far as health care or
0: the, the postpartum um, depression, education resources the acknowledgement of it the um like the awareness of the feelings and emotions
1: it's still so i'm also a doula trainer so right. i have a, a collective where i train and certify birth and postpartum doulas
0: right which and is I, dope that's so i I yeah, thank hope you. to thank get you. my um, certification I I someday 30. so yeah.
1: Yeah. well hey you know where to come. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to answer that question, I think that is always like the elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. even at trainings, especially when there are women taking the trainings that have been mothers themselves and felt like they answered a call of some sort. Because of their experience, they now want to advocate someone else and oftentimes that experience also includes some form of a postpartum mood disorder Um, i have a doula um crazy story and she actually had a moment in postpartum where she thought about um harming her child and she knew that it was wrong And awful. And honestly, I think at that time, she couldn't really wrap her head around it. She just called her partner and was like, Look, come get the baby, please. Um, I'm just having these thoughts that I can't control. Um, It's not enough conversation about it even before people end up in my classroom, you know, and When you're at hospitals, um, even birthing centers, there's still not enough conversation about what's to come. You might get a piece of paper at a birthing center as to what to possibly look for, right? But as a doula, I encourage all of my doulas. Also, my uh, collective is for women of color because we don't have a safe space. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of big-name doula training companies, and I have actually trained at them. I will not say any names, and they don't touch on anything when it comes to women of color, mm-hmm. not even the disparities number-wise. Wow. So that is how I end up creating the Set Apart Collective. So the training is for doulas of color to serve families of all color. Right,
0: right,
1: So we harp on that stuff, like the realities of it. Why do you think our community suffers with this the most? And we take it all the way back to slavery when we were brought over here by force. And we're brutally honest about it. And we face that, you know, every training, tears are shed, you know, realities are met with the truth and past experience of, you know, doulas that are training at the time. Mm. And just, I say all that to say, it's always a big elephant in the room because a lot of the women have suffered from postpartum depression and that has brought them there. Right. But they did not have any support. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, girl, you just need to be glad that you get to stay home.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, yeah. um, oh, I felt like that. It was fine. You'll be fine. Nobody ever says it's postpartum depression. Or yeah. they may talk to someone and they recommend medication. hmm What you need in our community is culturally competent care. Right. Which includes a culturally competent therapist, a therapist that likely looks like you and also understands your plight. Cause all skin folk ain't kin folk.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Let's, let's just keep that real too. Yeah, just because absolutely. they look like you doesn't mean that they will be for you. Absolutely. Cause you got to think about even medical system wise, doctors and nurses go in looking like us but by the time they are trained and on those floors and mm-hmm. trained under the people that are on those floors they've developed the same biases that they were avoiding
0: absolutely.
1: absolutely that's why i i say it all the time doulas at this point are truly the people that can change narratives and experiences in families because the healthcare system is just so it's muddy water
0: oh man yeah i remember um of on that on that note um, I think you kind of touched on a little you said you were by your third child you had a completely different experience just oh, because yes. of how you had prepared yourself and I can definitely attest to that my first child I went in and I was like um, I'm gonna have a natural delivery everything's gonna be great I had an amazing pregnancy super smooth no problems no complications Um And went into the the delivery room. And I was like, what is happening? Somebody give me an epidural quick. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like, mm -hmm. the birth plan was no plan anymore. Like, I just wanted... I had no clue at all how to advocate for myself. So, second time around, I was a little more prepared. I knew what I wanted to do, which was, again, to have a natural delivery. But I had not prepared myself mentally or physically. And I had all no support. Yeah, yes. right, right. Yes. So um, I had prepared my family and my husband. But of course, just just verbally of this is what I want to do. So just know that that's what I want to do. And by the time that we got... Okay, first of all, it was at the beginning of a pandemic. So it was, I'm sorry, but nobody can be in the room with you but your husband. So we right. are on a FaceTime call with my mom and my sister. And they're trying to encourage and motivate and it was too late i i had to i had to go through with the natural delivery but it was the absolute worst experience of my life um i felt like i didn't know what to say to my doctor and i felt like honestly he wasn't saying anything to me to help the situation absolutely horrifying um the i mean uh, it, it was terrible but by my third pregnancy i had prayed I had done everything spiritually that I felt like I needed to do to prepare my body, mentally, emotionally. I had the conversations. I did research, and when I say research, I mean down to the point of understanding that giving birth, lying on your back, is absolutely not what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I call knew that,
1: when I teach, I call that the cockroach position.
0: Wow. Yeah. See, but that was that was so. I knew nothing about that. And, um, but I took the time to learn that information so that I could advocate for myself. And I felt like I was able to do just that. And it was the smoothest. Like, I mean, you can tell that my, my family was just like, I don't know what you did different from the last time, but Mm -hmm. girl, you did it. And I was able to successfully deliver my, um, daughter, our final, child um naturally that's it we're done (laughs) we are done but um yeah naturally and successfully and i felt like i was not afraid to advocate i i spoke for what i wanted i asked for what i wanted even downright to do y'all have a um a monitor that's um that I can put to monitor baby, but still walk around. And that those were resources and things that they had, but they won't tell you. Any, and if you oh, don't know, no, they're you, not going to offer it to no. you. No, and if you don't know, you don't ask. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to tell you the phrase I always say, when you don't know your options, you really don't have any.
0: Oh, wow. That's good. That's really good. And that's yeah. that's so true. Um, And so with that, I was trying to get to... Um, the the hesitance that comes along with with receiving postpartum services and it's mm-hmm. almost like a backlash. I received backlash from my doctors. I remember when I first was like, I want to get a doula, and they were like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. th- yeah, it <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like yeah, we're not really for that. And then even afterwards, just kind of speaking with friends or family or um, people that I work with even about. Some postpartum services, there's always this like backlash or this sense of um, hesitation that comes along with that. Why is that?
1: So, hmm, how do I put this? As far as in the medical community, um, what I have been learning. Um, as I walk into these hospitals well now the hospitals in my community they all know me Mm -hmm. and if they see a doula of color they're like they're likely like oh yeah you train with (laughs) Stormy you know (laughs) but you know at one point I learned that one of the main reasons why physicians and nurses are not fans of doulas one of the main reasons is um, before we consider skin color we're going to touch on that uh, is because oh some doulas Walk in and try to take over, they will say, Yeah, he said that, but you don't need to do this. This is what you need to do. And that pisses them off.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and so, oh, she's talking about she wants a doula. mm -mm, I'm the boss. I run the show. Unfortunately, it's your birth and your body, but what they're thinking is, This is, I run the show. And they feel like someone is coming in to take over that is nowhere near as knowledgeable as them. And oftentimes I have heard stories from doctors and midwives where they give instructions to the nurse and to the patient and the doula says, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do this. And they come back and they don't get the progress that they were hoping for because of that. And so that's usually one of the main reasons. Others is when it comes to us, people of color, when they see that we have a doula, usually that means that we are way more informed than they were trained to think we are. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's literally, it may not be anymore. I used to have this screenshot. It was literally in medical books. And also, they still say this about us, actually. It may not be in books, but in those medical trainings, they literally say, Our community has low health literacy, mm-hmm. which means we're not interested in our health. Yeah. Okay. And when they see, someone come in with a doula that's very well prepared has a very simple plan to just do things physiologically which means without disruption they're like oh shit we can't pull the wool over (laughs) her eyes
0: right
1: that's really the problem when it comes to us it's somebody else watching their moves
0: yeah
1: and they can't really do what they want to do Because you can be in a room, they won't even unfortunately acknowledge the father half the time, they'll speak to the mother while she is in excruciating pain, or trying to get through her ways or something's going on as if her partner cannot answer those questions or advocate for her.
0: Yeah, that's very, because I remember having conversation after conversation with my husband, um, this third time though, around, and I was like, listen, if I can't say it, this is what I need you to communicate And Mm -hmm. I need you to do it boldly and let that be the end of it. And he Mm -hmm. was able to do just that. Um, I'm telling you a a completely different response, a completely different response.
1: It is. it's, it's, uh, It's unfortunate that we even have to be that way. Yeah. But at this point, it is what it is. I tell my doulas, when you're working with families of color, you literally have to try not to scare the mother, but basically prepare them for war, especially if they're birthing out of hospital. Mm. So when it goes well and it's not as bad as you prepared them for, great. But what you don't want to do is not prepare them enough. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the one speaking up and making decisions. You don't do that as a doula. You should... Which is, I think, a pitfall in some trainings. You should educate your families enough beforehand. Give them enough jewels and retainable information to where when they get to that birth, you are an extra set of eyes and hands. Right. And you are helping her, movement-wise, among other things. Right. Okay? You shouldn't be speaking or anything. You may need to refresh the couple's memory. Mm-hmm. If anything, if there t- if a turn is taken, it's like okay. Do you remember when we talked about the intervention? Okay, well let me refresh your memory before you make a decision. Right, right. Now you can make a decision, an mm-hmm. informed one.
0: Right.
1: You know that's the most that we should be doing at that point. Um, but again, when we have doulas, that's usually the issue because it's okay. Who do you think you are? Because first of all, you're not supposed to be as that educated. Right. Right. Let's. Just be real about that, I can't tell you how many times my first pregnancy I was asked. So, um, what what did they ask me? Gosh, it's leaving me now, I guess because this is late. (laughs) They would say, um, yeah, they'd say, what's your educational background when I start Mm. asking questions. They would stop answering my questions, and they would say, what's your educational background? Mm. And I'm like, why? They're like, because only people with the higher education ask these type of questions. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I even got kicked out of wit classes. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I wow. Don't get me wrong. Looking back, I'm pissed off. But back <laughs> then, nobody wants to sit in them classes. All I had to do was call them and tell them I needed more vouchers. I yeah. had to sit in that class because yeah. I asked too many questions. And they pulled me out and told me I was provoking the other sisters to ask more questions and question things that they were teaching them. Mm. And one of the instructors said that I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that I teach, but we have to teach this. Mm. Yeah. But you can't be in there saying, I'm not drinking gallons of whole milk. And why does Juicy Juice have this much sugar, but you expect me to drink it? You yeah. know, you can't say that out loud Ooh, because different. now like, you're causing other people to buck at us.
0: Yeah, to feel away. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you just... it.
0: And that that We're not
1: even supposed to know as much as we know.
0: Yeah, and and I like that you even said that because that, like I said, a completely different conversation for another day. But even just the, it's just the lack of education that is given, but also the lack of education that's expected. And like yes. I said, especially from. Um, our community, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's so it's, unfortunate. It's,
1: uh, it's wild, and it's part of the reason why the numbers are the way they are. For
0: absolutely, us. yeah, because we, because feel like we even can't... if
1: we do know any better, they still operate based off of how we look.
0: Right. And, and then... sometimes
1: they're pissed off. Oh, absolutely. And so that affects how they treat you because you know too much, you're too well informed, and they can't do what they usually do without you bucking. So now they find some other way to. They probably don't even realize that they're doing it. But to harm you, to yeah. satisfy them,
0: yeah,
1: it happens. Yeah. It, it That's just the way that it is. It, it, it's wild. It's wild. But, yeah, you're not supposed to have any additional help. They don't want you to. Yeah. Yeah, because that means they're like, oh, shit. She knows more than we thought she did. But Now I, we really have to be on our P's and Q's.
0: I, I feel like... What's so sad about that, though, and and again, I'm, I'm not trying to harp on the fact that it's our community, but of course, I mean, it's I'm, I'm going to yeah. speak for, you know, our people, our people, but... Oh, Who else um, you know? But it's everyone. Women all over deal with postpartum and women all over in different communities and cultures experience it being a taboo topic, but especially in our community, it is so sad to see it and to hear it. And th- what happens is that piece of you're not supposed to know as much as you know and you're you're not supposed to have this extra support that moves into once you get home and you feel like okay this is overwhelming. I wanna hire a nighttime in home like the services that I have that I have seen of of um I know that there's a specific term for that type or that style of doula who may um come in um to provide different services in home maybe they sit with your children while you take a nap you know or or they help to do dishes it's what or what
1: you think you need absolutely you know, absolutely you, know, you might be helping a brand new mother right. right so you can focus on her and the baby or a growing family right so they're trying to manage a transition so you may have to hang out with the siblings a little bit take care of the mother and the baby or make sure the mother and the baby has plenty of time you know right. it just really depends on each postpartum doulas I could scream this from the mountaintop they are not given enough credit
0: Absolutely. and also
1: in our community we don't understand what doulas are
0: yeah and that's, and we don't what, that's value my them point enough. right
1: that's and the point also I'm making. we look back and wish we had one uh, once oh, it's over lord
0: with. yes <laughs> the services are kind of frowned upon I don't mm-hmm. even want to say frowned upon but it, it's almost like what do you need what do you need that for and people don't understand that, like you said, this six weeks is nothing. I re- I remember looking back with with this particular pregnancy and being like, "What happened to me?" Because I can't just get up and and walk down the steps and fix a bottle like I could at twenty five with my with my son. Like I'm struggling right now. I literally yes. just want to lay in my. People don't understand that. Um. And again, I have to say, in in our community, but this may also just be a a female, a woman, I got it, strong woman, type A or whatever we want to call it, type of response. But it's like, I got it. I can bounce back. Like, I'm good. Yeah, I had it maybe six weeks ago, but I'm handling things now. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. to an extent, that's so unhealthy and toxic. Like, let's come away from that and let's really tap into how necessary it is For you to sit down, chill out, rest, and really be like, become back one with yourself. Because I will never forget um, a, a very wise individual shared with me one day, you know, it's great that you're trying to be everything for everyone and you want to, you know, make sure you're good here and good there. But if you're not good, you can't even nope. serve any of that. You nope. can't serve in any capacity. So let's make sure you're straight first. So, uh, there's so much I feel like we could say and and, and, and discuss Listen, in this conversation. I was
1: just going to say, <laughs> it's, not, it's the snapback culture Yeah that, you know, this current generation is in. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm popping. It's only been two weeks. Look, I don't have hope. No, my pouch is gone. it You right. know.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's a there's lot.
1: nothing cute about it. Yeah, you look good. Great. But. As the old folks say you still wrong. <laughs> right. You're still open. Fresh. <laughs> no. Come on now, sit your ass down for a while. Uh, <laughs> right. It, it, you know, that oh, man, it yeah, we can go on all night, girl.
0: Right, yeah. We we might have yeah. to we might have to come back for a, a listen, a, let a second a take. Part two. Okay? Yeah, part two because part two. <laughs> there's so much to say. Um but let's um, let's wrap this up. I guess I would say to you, what what piece of advice would you give to mothers and um, who may be who may be experiencing some sort of postpartum depression or maybe they're trying to 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 come out of that period? What would you say to that and what resources would you um, kind of, I guess, suggest?
1: Okay. So again, you might have to repeat this question. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to give a couple quotes first. Okay. Um, And I know you've probably heard this phrase before, but you pretty much said it in so many words. You cannot pour from an empty cup.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You need to know yourself enough. Um, And sometimes we we don't learn much about ourselves until we become mothers, right? Mm -hmm. Because children are your greatest teachers as well. But it is my prayer that many mothers know enough about themselves before they become a mother to know what fills their cup Mm -hmm. so they can communicate that early on to their partners and say look this is what i will likely need when the time comes not only will i need time for this time for resting i i I only want to get up wash my tail (laughs) right okay but in order to recharge and be the best for you and this child i need time to myself to do this so and good. that is the problem. We are not taught how to properly communicate. and so our partners are playing the guessing game, and mm. we are beating them over the head mm. for it. You know it is their fault. but yeah. we didn't properly communicate. We didn't know nobody taught us. our pre- the previous generation was taught to work and push through. You made that bed lay in it and make sure you take your ass to work in six weeks. yeah, and sometimes sooner, right? But what does that do for us that are trying to change things that are trying to do better? We also don't have, sometimes, don't have the best communication skills to mm-hmm. say, to, to speak our desires and our needs right. to the people that will be caring for us. Right. Um, also, let's see, I was going somewhere with that.
0: Oh, you <laughs> um, good. you're good. All good uh, stuff.
1: Also, oftentimes, I will never make this a blanket statement because I am never... Always sure what every woman is thinking when they are dealing with any postpartum mood disorder, but usually it's because of lack of support, lack of preparation, or a sudden circumstantial change. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have suffered from postpartum depression before. That should be enough for you to go ahead and invest in a postpartum doula. Okay. If you already know that you are likely to have it again, or you're still in the thick of it and you're pregnant again mm. you know you're going to need the help
0: yeah
1: if instead of having a reception style baby shower
0: yeah <laughs> pay for that postpartum doula okay <laughs> yeah
1: so those chairs can be put <laughs> towards a postpartum doula so okay true those big baby signs with lights mm. yeah no Mm-mm. and don't get me wrong me and my husband have a 360 video booth business okay that's right. what we were doing tonight awesome. I got the phone with you don't hire us if it's between us and a doula <laughs> don't don't call us yeah <laughs> you know yeah. put that money towards a doula yeah okay
0: no, really yeah
1: um yeah if you know that, if you're concerned or even worried about that, if you are worried about, because breastfeeding, having troubles with breastfeeding yeah. and knowing that you can't properly nurse your child, that's enough to get you down and out. Yeah, You know? Yeah. Find a local lactation consultant that's outside of the hospital that is not trained to be biased and assume because you're black you're going to formula feed anyway eventually. Yeah. So I'm not going to teach you everything that I could. Go ahead and find a local group that has lactation consultants or a local lactation consultant and invest in time with her. Yeah. She spent a lot of time and money getting that education the expertise. Be willing to pay her.
0: Right.
1: You know, even if she does it for a love offering, give her a decent one because she's teaching you how to fish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, properly, properly, right. because you know, that's something that's naturally properly. occurring. And okay, let's see what else I got. I got all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> Also, an, I think another thing that kind of plays into postpartum mood disorders is that we are looking backwards, trying mm-hmm. to go backwards to that person that we once were. Mm-hmm. But what did I say when we first got on the call? Oh, it's coming together, girl. I'm Look, I didn't even realize mm-hmm. this. Every child represents a pivot in your yeah. life. You will never be the same person you so were before good. you had that child. So and good. you are looking back, reaching backwards for something you will never attain again. Wow. You need to sit in and learn to love this new person that you have become. This new extra strength you have gained because of mm-hmm. this new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding Ooh, that, that your life is changing yet again yeah. and you're not going to be the person you're not going to be that mom of two anymore
0: yeah you know you to me now
1: <laughs> yeah you know but hey look i'm on my third child so like good. we are always turning around like oh i can't wait to get back to that mm-hmm. sharing yeah. old pictures goals oh okay and that's what it's still gonna be and it's okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> that's all right stop reaching backwards
0: yeah yeah you
1: know unless it's for wisdom don't reach back there right Right. Don't, because you you are moving into a whole nother pivot mm. and a whole nother place in your life. Stop saying, I, I can't wait to get back to who I was. You'll never be who you was again in a good way. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't embrace that, mm. that can feed into postpartum depression, too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, that was good. You know, that we was just real good.
1: don't realize that because we're always looking back looking back. We're reaching for the wrong stuff. We're reaching past the little nuggets of wisdom that's back there. Yeah. We just want to fit into that old Charlotte Russe dress from back in the day. <laughs> Let it <You> go. Know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know. It's okay. Yeah. You change every time you have a child and not just physically. Oh, Mentally. Gosh, you yes. gain more wisdom. Did we not just say each child our experience was a little better?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's, it, and it's like that your whole life it gets a little it gets a little sweeter right. if you can focus on those sweet spots
0: yeah
1: you know your perspective widens it changes you, you might become more softer with your children you learn to give yourself more grace over the years Definitely. you learn to give your children a little bit more grace as your marriage progresses time-wise you Know either it goes downhill or up, right. but usually, if you're continually doing the work and you learn how to communicate better each time, every time you pop out a child, your husband's like, Damn, she's <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do a little better because, god, you know, it, <laughs> that usually happens. You know, yeah. marriage marriages pivot too when a new child is brought in, yeah. and it also depends on how you prepare together, yeah. So, oh, you that's know, that's so true. That's yeah, so true. It, it, because I have literally seen men completely change, especially if it's a natural birth.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I agree. my goodness. Yeah. You know, my,
1: my wife just did that for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, we definitely are gonna have to come back for a part two because that's good. These are yeah. the conversation now is booming. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's that all is. right.
1: You know, we're gonna talk tomorrow and we're gonna plan yeah. this out. Which which topic we gonna talk about?
0: Today? <laughs> we we are definitely. I, not. I am
1: willing. We
0: to, have to, you know, We need to it's have more necessary. Of these Yes, it's such a yeah. necessary are conversation. Them. They're not. They're not having them. They're not. You know? And women and, are. Sitting. You know,
1: I'm a doula. Yeah. So I talk to other doulas and we talk to our families and we try to educate through social media and things like that. But now there's algorithms and all this Mm -hmm, other crap. It's mm -hmm. not touching who it needs to be touched. You know, we just need to be having these conversations regularly. I'm a, I'm a a very candid person. Um, and I, with my other businesses, I listen, I'm known as the hoochie coochie lady. (laughs) Just telling the truth because, you know, people can come to me and be more open about, intimacy yeah and they've never been able to have those type of conversations before i am teaching some of my customers about their reproductive organs some people think everything is their vagina
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's Our education
1: age and older
0: it's education you know? it's education it's conversation it's transparency Is like I said, raw and uncut conversation yes. and there's nothing People, wrong with it. Everything
1: is so taboo and yeah. they don't realize how much they are robbing these generations and effing up the ones to come if we're not having the proper conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I saw something right before I I decided to, to do this episode and it said that um, postpartum depression is a silent killer. It and is. and that's so true, and that's why these conversations are so necessary, and that's why we're coming back with a part two. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> because In we are <laughs> we we're, we're gonna have the conversation, but that is, um, it's necessary conversation because what we do is is necessary work. You know, it's it the, is. the 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 way that we mother. There is no other way to mother. <laughs> Besides the way that we mother and what I mean by that is giving it 100% being all in, you know, going above and beyond. But before we before we're able to do that effectively, we got to take care of ourselves and we got to tap into ourselves and be real with what we're feeling and and what we're experiencing. And knowing that it's okay, and and having the safe space to communicate, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. so, yeah, I, I'm excited about ha- having another conversation and how many oh, yeah. ever may come from that. I'm so excited about it. But I think that even just what we've touched on today is so going to help somebody somewhere to be like, I'm OK, I'm good. I, what I'm feeling is, is normal or what I felt is normal. There are resources that are available. There are yes. services that are available. Let me invest in that so that I'm good because that's what it's an investment
1: right and therapists are becoming more common now and not even that um therapy Mm -hmm. is becoming more common now Mm -hmm. and unfortunately in our community we have to see it quite a few times before we're like I this is true yeah I'll still think about it right I've seen it about twenty times, and maybe, <laughs> maybe it is normal and all right,
0: yeah, you know. Yeah. But
1: people think something has to be wrong with them for therapy, and mm-hmm. honestly, that's one of the things I had prepared for my third child too, because I'm gonna be real. My baby was a pleasant surprise, and I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do with three children?
0: You and me both. You know. Woo. So. And so, what is that period even called? Like finding out, because that's and I actually that's another episode that I ha, that yeah, I'm preparing yeah, write for. Write that down. Write that down, down. I have it ready. I have it ready. I'm, I've already got the title out. Uh,
1: yeah. So I but, even. Um, so in my collective, we have. Um, oh man, is they're they are such amazing women before they even come to become doulas. Right. So we have therapists that oh, wow. have trained to become doulas. We wow. have chiropractors that have trained to become doulas, nurses, yeah. nurse practitioners that have trained to become doulas through the collective. And I had already prepared to say, hey, reached out to one of them. Like, look, you know, I'm, let's go ahead. I'm, should I go ahead and pay you for a few teletherapy <laughs> sessions? Or yeah. should we wait to see if I'm going to need them? Right. But because I had hired a postpartum, I didn't even hire a birth doula this time. My postpartum doula insisted on being my birth doula. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, girl, you're going to be with me for six weeks. Yeah, You don't have to do that. But if you want to come and see it, come on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at this point, me and my husband work so well together. He's married to a doula. Right. You know, he tell mm-hmm. his homeboys how to, you know, Yeah. be, be a good advocate. So right. Right. we work really well together Um, when I'm birthing. But having her... I yeah. really feel like I don't think I would have transitioned to a mother of three as well as I did without yeah. my postpartum doula. She changed my life. Yeah. For wow. real. Wow. For real. She's worth every pente, okay?
0: <laughs> and right. it was a
1: good bit. Yeah. And I, me and my husband do not, do not regret spending money on her at all. Yeah. I do it again, and I tell you, do I want more? No. But if I get pregnant... I need to get pregnant around the same time I did last time because she's also <laughs> um she's also in the education system, oh. so we need to make sure we have this baby around the
0: summertime. Summer baby,
1: so we can get her again and she can be with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. I feel it, you.
1: It's life changing. Yeah. I I was you know my mom. I, we I know we're supposed to be ending this call, but let me put oh. this out. Oh, yes. <laughs> so. I didn't even realize I was in such a clouded headspace until very recently with my previous children when my mom and my husband are bringing up milestones that my two oldest girls had when they were around our current baby's age, Mm. the smallest one. And I'm like, I don't even remember that. Mm. And I finally had to tell my husband, look, I did not realize how murky of a headspace I was in previous babies before yeah. until my current postpartum doula and you and you know the the doulas and the collective I mean I just had such a beautiful village this time around. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that cracked the sky open yeah for me, it helped me to really be like for real. I told somebody just I think day before yesterday, I'm like a biscuit. I'm sopping up every <laughs> single small moment yeah. with all of my children yeah. right now and
0: yeah.
1: it it feels nothing like before
0: absolutely when it came to
1: my other two children and I know having her here she literally even helped me because I homeschool my children too yeah so she literally even helped me get ready for the school year to come for my girls she put together a powerpoint video that had um, not powerpoint um excuse me, a PowerPoint presentation right. with different YouTube links for different videos that she discovered that my middle child, who was three years old at the time, would like and had a morning routine for her that bought me about an hour.
0: Wow.
1: You know, of just different learning videos that I could play back to back for her that would keep her attention.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, she yeah. she was literally making sure I was prepared to be without her, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: i'm getting served breakfast and lunch in bed and i mean and people
0: is, have no clue that that's even available it's available people get up
1: <laughs> yeah i would it wake up and rumbling in my bathroom because she'd been here two hours already i've been asleep and she cleaning my bathroom
0: it's available you know, yeah like that
1: it's, is a thing and we need it
0: we yes it's available it's it's necessary it's and it's okay. you just okay. have to be willing to invest. Yeah, and it's okay. The the Don't backlash let anybody and, shame you. Right, right. Because there's yeah. so much that comes with that. But yeah, it's 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 necessary and and um take advantage of that, right? If you can afford it and, and even if even if you can't afford it like up front, but you do what's necessary to make the investment because that's a different conversation. Not being able to afford something by just coming out and paying an amount upfront, But knowing over time, like you said, I know in the beginning that this is what I want. So let me take these nine months to prepare for that. That's a different what? conversation. Do it. Make the yeah. investment. Do what is necessary to take care of yourself, your body physically, but your mental health, your spirit, your soul like that. The, all of that is necessary because without doing any of that, mama bears ain't mama bear. (laughs) So, so, um, thank you so much again for this conversation, for your time, for your transparency, your honesty, um, tapping into some personal experiences. I absolutely appreciate it. It has been amazing um we are absolutely coming back so just prepare yourself to be sitting in we might have to do a live uh video chat <laughs> or something. yeah we we got it. we got to get to the I'm people down for it all. <laughs> all right sounds good well thank you so much and yes. um, thank you for having me thank you for having me thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of mama bears Be on the lookout for our next episode. Until then, bear all things in love.